Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nobody's Ready podcast. Well, it's, uh, yeah, all that time I was saying what a time this was to be a wrestling fan. It's already proven to be the case in the last week or so. Um, I'm sure I'll I'll do future podcasts on that sort of stuff. Um, I'm having a few ideas at the moment about what to do with the blog and the podcast long to short term, so... I'll hopefully figure that out in the next few days and then August going into SummerSlam and then All Out pay-per-view in September which is apparently going to be quite a lively show by the sound of it. Um, So yeah, lots to look forward to in wrestling and on the blog and the podcast. So let's get to today's episode. So obviously each podcast previously or on most of them I've been doing fantasy booking and it's something I like to do, a bit of fun. Uh, so I thought I'd do a few today. I think I've got three or four. Might have five. But anyway, I've got a few fantasy booking ideas today. And basically, as I have done in the previous podcasts, I will go through what I'm going to be rebooking. I'll say what happened in real life and then how I would have done it. So today, the topics I've picked out at random are... Well, not random, obviously. But the topics I've picked out are the 2018 of Shinsuke Nakamura, the year he won the Rumble, lost at Mania, turned heel, and then drifted into mid-card obscurity by the end of the year, um, which I think is a travesty. And I, I still think he is and could have been one of the very best. So I'll say how I would have done that slightly differently. Um, as well as that, I've got Bray Wyatt's run as WWE Champion. I'm going to have a go at rebooking. Uh, the Rusev Day era at that little time period, which I think really WWE could have had uh, a top, top babyface on their hands and never pulled the trigger. And obviously, all three people in that storyline, um, the then Rusev, Aiden English and Lana, none of them are with WWE anymore. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with their lack of capitalising on that peak time for those three people. So I'll talk about that. And another one I'm going to rebook, and it's one I've wanted to do for a little bit, and I've thought about different things I could do, different ideas, and I've come up with a scenario which is a pretty groundbreaking one, um, or at least it could have been had it gone the other way. I'm, of course, talking about what I would do or how I would have booked if the elite, so that would have been the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Brandy as well, Adam Page and of course Kenny Omega if in January 2019 they would have joined the WWE and not created AW when they left New Japan and Ring of Honor so I will go through each of those one by one and tell you how I would have booked it so first up let's just look through my book and see which one we go to first Let's start with let's start with Rusev Day. So, as I do previously, I'll go through what really happened and then explain uh, the changes that I would have made along the way. So, um, for those who don't remember, sometime twenty seventeen, um, Rusev lost to Randy Orton in ten seconds. Um, I don't think Randy even took his uh, little hoodie jacket off. Uh, Rusev's in the ring. Randy comes in. RKO. One, two, three. Ten seconds. Um, September 
Rusev gets his win back over Orton with help from Aiden English. They become a partnership. Rusev starts saying it's Rusev Day every day. Um, and despite being a heel, this gets really over with the fans, this whole Rusev Day idea. Um, the T-shirt was a big seller. Uh, it was just really over. Um, Helena, I'll pay for you. Rusev loses to Andy Orton. Um, then at the Clash of the Champions, I think it was in the December of that year. Yeah, we had Rusev Day. So Aiden and Rusev against the New Day, against Cable and Benjamin, against the Usos in a multi-team tag title match. And I remember there being a lot of hype around Rusev Day at the time. I think they were still heels. I think they were just about to turn. I think the crowd reaction was just so... Uh, so much behind them they almost had no choice to turn on babyface um but again they didn't pull the trigger which was a shame um we go to the royal rumble um number one is rusev aiden english comes out gives him the big introduction crowd go ape shit for rusev day they go wild uh, rusev has a good showing he lasts half an hour gets eliminated by matt hardy and bray wyatt so a strong showing um fast forward to wrestlemania Rusev Day is the chant of WrestleMania. In the pre-show, during the show, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. Mega, mega over. Um, Rusev is in a US title four-way match. And he gets pinned by Jinder Mahal. <laughs> so at WrestleMania, you don't even put the guy over. Jesus. Um, then the Great Royal Rumble, that whole um, thing... Obviously, it's canon. It, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. These Saudi shows, more often than not, Rusev loses a casket match to The Undertaker. Like, all right. Um, so, f- go forward a bit more. Rusev beat Daniel Bryan to get into the Money Bank Lana match. Uh, and Lana also qualified for the women's Money Bank Lana match. So, Lana becomes part of a group now. It's happy Lana Day, happy Rusev Day. Big, big over babyface group. These, the, you know, this couple and Aiden English is like the, you know, the manager type. Um, he would wrestle with Rusev from time to time as a tag team. But yeah, really over, genuinely over babyface group. Um, obviously, neither of them win the Money in the Bank. Um, from there, we get Rusev going to Extreme Rules. Face AJ Styles, the WWE title. Cool. He loses. Of course he does. We go July. It's, Rusev Day is really a thing now. We have Lana and Rusev against Andrade and Zelina Vega. Rusev Day finally faces now. Um, but it doesn't really go anywhere. 50-50 booking. Um, they lose on, at SummerSlam. They win on SmackDown. So, whatever. Again, we go to Hell in a Cell. Rusev Day against the New Day. Tag titles. They lose again. Um, and on the following SmackDown is when we basically get the split of the group. Aiden English attacks Rusev. He claims he had an affair with Lana. And by the October 23rd SmackDown, Rusev beats Aiden English. And that's pretty much that. That's pretty much that. So, yeah, it didn't even really go like a full year with the gimmick. Pretty, give or take a year. But, yeah, it had lots of highs more highs in terms of how over they were rather than actual moments because 
for whatever reason, WWE just didn't even pull the trigger. Even in the US title match, they didn't pull the trigger. They, they had Rusev pinned. Not just putting Jinder over WrestleMania, but they had Rusev pinned for the US title. It's the US title. It doesn't matter. It's not the world title. Just give it to Rusev. You know? But, so what would I have done? How would I have got this Rusev Day group uh, over and capitalised on it a bit more? I would have done it like this. So, SummerSlam still, I would have gone Orton winning in 10 seconds. After that, I have Rusev. He's got Christ for confidence. So he's gone from this big, scary monster. All of a sudden, he's been beaten in 10 seconds. He's embarrassed. It doesn't feel like he's, he's the Rusev of old. Um, that's when I'd have Aiden English come in. You know, voice of reason, voice of calm. But at the start, Rusev's not having it. He's not having it. He doesn't need Aiden's help, yada, yada. So then Aiden sort of helps Rusev beat Randy Orton in their, you know, rematch type thing. And Rusev's like, oh, maybe this could work as a partnership. So Rusev's almost siding with Aiden, but he's he's not quite sure just yet. Anyway, so they're trying to get Rusev Day over. Rusev is adamant every day is going to be Rusev Day. And Aiden's trying to like, yeah, cheering him on. And Rusev's like, all right, I guess. And it's bubbling and it's getting over. It's kind of getting there. Um, then we go to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and I'd have Rusev beat Randy Orton. Maybe clean, but I'd certainly have Rusev beat him. And now he's fully assigned with Aiden English and you've got Aiden doing the, you know, the singing intro where he'd sing Rusev Day. The full gimmick. Um, yeah, the, the, the full, the full gimmick. So, um, Clash of Champions, I'd do the same you know, 14 match, but I wouldn't have Rusev Day involved in the finish. I'd rather have, yeah, just basically they're not the ones who are pinned. This is when I'd bring Lana fully into the group because Aiden and Rusev are obviously a bit down. They've not won the tag titles. Uh, and it's Lana who, as the third, comes in and motivates them both. You know, Aiden was the motivator for Rusev. Lana is the motivator for Aiden. Lana, of course, married to Rusev. Um, she reminds him of all the stuff he's done in the past and, and she just bring, helps bring the group together and now they are a, a trio the Royal Rumble I would go the same Rusev number one really over um, half hour good showing between Rumble and Mania I would have Rusev Day feud with the Bludgeon Brothers now they obviously went on to win the tag titles at Wrestlemania so in this time period, I'd have Rusev Day be the valiant fighting babyfaces, but they just can't get past Rowan and Harper. And I'd have Aiden take, you know, the pin. I'd have the Bludgeon Brothers maybe intimidate Lana, as they kind of did with Naomi to get the Usos. But after they can't beat the Bludgeon Brothers, who would go to WrestleMania to, to win the tag titles, I'd have Rusev, upon the advice from, you know, a really down Aiden, but he still cares for his friend Rusev and Lana. Uh, Rusev's going to go as a, a singles guy now. And Aiden wants to... He wants to leave the group. But Lana and Rusev convince him to stay. So they're all good friends still. We go to WrestleMania. Rusev does win the US title. Big baby face celebration. I think the crowd would have gone fucking apeshit if Rusev would have won that title. It would have been, would have been so great. Um, ugh. The greatest Royal Rumble is, yeah, whatever. Casket match, Undertaker, who cares? 
Lana and Rusev, I'd still have them both in the Money in the Bank matches. Good showings from both. I'm not going to win either of them, but yeah. Going to July, I'd have still the feud with Andrade and Zelina, but over the US title this time. Um, at the very start of the feud, I would have Andrade, maybe even to set up the feud, I'd have Andrade take out Aiden English and keep him off TV for a little bit. I'd have Andrade win the US title, take that away from Rusev, maybe because of or a part of a distraction with Zelina and Lana together. You know, maybe them two scrap in, Rusev, you know, distracted. Andrade wins the title. Then I'd get Aiden to come back. Maybe he could do a draft or whatever. Or, but yeah, Aiden makes his big return at the time. The tag champs are heels. Maybe he could have, I don't know, the Usos, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. I don't know who it was about that time. But yeah, a heel team would be the SmackDown tag champions. And essentially, Aiden comes back. And at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, I'd have Rusev and Aiden win the tag titles. No split. Not for now, at least. But, yeah. I think this would be a much better way to do it. I think it would capitalise on what they had. And if you wanted to split them up later, whatever. But at least you had the big payoff. You had the big babyface moment. You know, for Rusev at WrestleMania. And then, you know, for them two as a team. Uh, I just think that would be a a much better way to book the whole um, Rusev Day run there. Right, next, let me talk about my guy Bray Wyatt. Now, pretty much it was the dream seeing him as WWE champion at last. It was short. And to be honest, not all that sweet. Um, so I'll run you through it. Royal Rumble 2017, Bray, Orton, Roman are the last three. I'm excited. And then Roman eliminates Bray. Randy eliminates Roman. Randy wins the Rumble. So, Elimination Chamber. Early in the show, Orton beats Harper. And then Bray pins John Cena and then AJ Styles to win the WWE title. And it was great. It was a highlight of my wrestling fandom. One of my all-time moments. After Orton, you know, comes on the ramp, face-to-face with Bray type thing. At that time, obviously, Orton and Bray are still pals. Orton pledges not to face him at WrestleMania. And then, obviously, we had all the stuff with the burning of the house, with Sister Abigail in, and then the bullshit with the fucking... the projection of the worms and all that. And then Orton beats him at WrestleMania, and it's, it's fucking trash, so... That was that. Um, funny enough, I'm going to do it slightly differently. So, um... I would keep pretty much everything the same at the Rumble and at Elimination Chamber to continue to have, you know, the Wyatt family still is a thing. Um, you could even do the, the... They did a contenders like Battle Royal when Orton said he he didn't want to do the thing at WrestleMania. And I think AJ Styles got involved and, and there was a thing with him and Harper. So I would actually have um, Harper and Orton, you know, both win it. Orton saying that he won't face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. 
But in the build, all three kind of turn on each other. Um, Harper, Bray, and Orton, they all become, you know, fixated with the WWE title. And the family falls apart. We don't have any burning of the house or any of that bollocks. Um, but yeah, I think the promos and stuff, if you let these three guys go loose, would be pretty good. So I would go with what a lot of the fandom wanted at the time. And I know I did. I'd go a three-way. I'd go Bray, Luke Harper, and Randy Orton for the WWE title at WrestleMania 33. I would have Bray Wyatt win, pinning Luke Harper. So, I then have, as they did, I'd have Eric Rowan return, and I would do a tag thing with Rowan and Wyatt, as they did against Orton and Harper. Now, I'd kind of have Orton and Harper form this unholy alliance against Bray and the returning Rowan. Then we go to Backlash. Um, as they did, Harper and Rowan have their match. I do Orton and Wyatt again for the title. Get fucked with your Jinder Mahal stuff. Get fucked with your House of Horrors. No, 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 no. Backlash Bray Wyatt retains the W title against Randy Orton. Next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. It was in St. Louis, Orton's hometown. You could bill it as... I know, a last chance type thing for Randy Orton to win the WWE title. But he doesn't. Bray wins again. Maybe you do interference from gender. You know, and Orton's a baby face. And yeah, you set their thing from there. I'd have um, a baby face win Money in the Bank, the ladder match itself. So you could have had Sami Zayn, you could have had Eddie Styles, you could have had Shinsuke Nakamura. Um... Next pay-per-view, I'd have uh, another baby face of those three. Any one of those three, really. Face Bray Wyatt for the title and, and lose. You know, and now, Bray's character at the time, he's talking a lot of these riddles and a lot of these tales, but they'd have a lot more meat to them if he actually won and if he actually, like, backed up. Because if he loses... All his, you know, stuff he says in his promos and his riddles, they just sound crap. There's no believability in them if he loses all the time. So, yeah, I'd have Bray win again. Then we go on to a big match at SummerSlam. Bray Wyatt against, I don't know, Shinsuke or Sami Zayn or maybe even Demon Finn Balor, as he did in real life, for the title. Um, and I think what I'd do is have a really tough match for Bray and then probably have the babyface who won money in the bank cash in on Bray, and the babyface wins the title at SummerSlam. So I think at the time, for me, the right guy to put the title on at that time, I don't know, it's, you can't really look past AJ Styles because I thought he was a brilliant WWE champion in in all his reigns. I think he's a he's been a fantastic champion. Um, part of me wants to go Shinsuke, but... Obviously, going to talk about Shinsuke in another light soon. So, yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd have Bray hold the title from Elimination Chamber to SummerSlam that year. And I just think, as a as a as a run as a heel with the title, I think that would have been just so much better than the transitional stuff we got with Orton. And even it was so short, considering how good the Bray and the Randy story was for so long. The fact that it fell off the cliff at the ending was was a real shame.
gentlemen, let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, he came into WWE in 2016. Yeah, um, big debut, TakeOver Dallas. It was the biggest thing in wrestling, probably that weekend, aside from WrestleMania. Um, you know, big for all about him. He was a top star in NXT, two-time champion. Uh, comes up to the main roster after WrestleMania, uh, you know, 2017. Bit of a, not a rocky start, but he kind of just went along. He had a feud with Dolph Ziggler. He had a feud with Baron Corbin. Faced Jinder for the title. Didn't win. They teased maybe something with AEJ in the Money in the Bank match. Um, but going into 2018, it really felt like Shinsuke was the obvious guy. Um, I certainly felt he was. I certainly wanted him to win the Royal Rumble, uh, and of course he did. January 2018, Shinsuke wins the Rumble, makes the challenge to AJ Styles, beats Rusev at the next pay-per-view, kind of getting ready for that. Um, In, obviously, April that year, WrestleMania, AJ Styles, the big dream match we've all wanted, gets a huge entrance from Nita Strauss. Awesome, great stuff. Um, the match it went late on in a very long show uh, and the match it wasn't a bad match it was a good match but I think we all expected a great match and the fact that it wasn't kind of underwhelmed a little bit but that wasn't the story of course the big story was Shinsuke turning heel after which I don't think we all saw coming but I think we all kind of sensed he needed it because if he's not going to win the title here as a babyface, turning him heel was for the best option, and he was he was vicious. He was low blowing people. He was kneeing people in the face. He was a, a, a vicious asshole. Um, Greatest Royal Rumble comes. Another match of AJ. Double count out. Backlash comes. No DQ match with AJ. A draw. Money in the Bank comes. Last man standing match with AJ, and he loses. This was the best match of the series, for sure. But Shinsuke not getting that title, it, uh, I don't know, like I said, I liked AJ as champion, but I just felt like Shinsuke needed a run with the belt. Uh, but he did get a belt not long after that. Um, the US title, in fact, he goes to Extreme Rules. And uses a low blow again. Wins the title from Jeff Hardy. Who he then beats at SummerSlam. Again, US title. He's going with the United States of Knack America gimmick. Which, you know, fun little thing. Kevin Owens tried a similar thing. You know, fun. After that, probably his next big thing was October. SmackDown 1000. He was in a World Cup qualifier. Yeah, that was the thing. Um, against the returning Rey Mysterio, which huge hype around the return of Rey to WWE. His first match back, his first night, he beats Shinsuke. Um, you know, he's still got the US title, Shinsuke. He goes to Survivor Series, loses the mid-card title, champion versus champion, when it was brand versus brand match against Seth Rollins. Good match, Shinsuke-Seth. Bit of a dream match. That was cool. And then... Christmas Day, SmackDown, loses the US title to Rusev. And 
obviously after that going into the new year eventually partners up with Rusev and all that so yeah kind of um considering he started the year winning the Royal Rumble I think the fact that by the January he was kind of on the lower end of I I think he might have even been on the pre-show of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view yeah so it was quite quite a drop from Shinsuke Nakamura in 2018 um I'd have obviously done it differently. I'd still have him win the Rumble. Still have him challenge AJ. In between that, you know, you build to this AJ Styles match. I think they actually did a pretty good job of building to the AJ match. Um, I'd still have him beat Rusev at Fastlane. I'd, I'd have it be a, a competitive match. Shinsuke shows respect to Rusev, and that kind of helps along the way, as I've said, with the Rusev babyface turn. Um WrestleMania, I'd do the same. Have him turn heel the same. Um, yeah, just keep that the same as it was. The Great Royal Rumble, I guess keep it the same because, you know, fuck that show. Um, Backlash is the one where I would go hard. I would have AJ and Shinsuke go on last. I'd have it be an epic. I'd have it be as close to their New Japan match as you possibly could. And I would have Shinsuke Nakamura win the WWE title at Backlash. Next pay-per-view. Money in the Bank. Last Man Standing. I'd have Shinsuke win. Shinsuke Nakamura comes out of the feud with AJ as WWE champion. Next pay-per-view, Extreme Rules. Shinsuke against maybe Jeff Hardy. I think that'd be fun seeing Jeff challenge the WWE title. But Shinsuke retains, that's the main thing. August, obviously the big show was SummerSlam. I'd still do AJ Styles, Samoa Joe's a feud because I thought that was really, really quite fun stuff and really, really good shit from them. Um, For Shinsuke, I'd have him defend the WWE title against Daniel Bryan. I know he had his thing going with The Miz, but you could do The Miz feud after that and, and push it back by a month or so, everything that they did. Yeah, I'd have a red-hot babyface Brian against a, a super-hot heel Shinsuke. And I think that's a bit of a dream match as well, Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan. Shinsuke wins, retains. Next pay-per-view um, was Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I'd have him, I don't know, maybe in a three-way with Joe and AJ. Maybe Samoa Joe you could make into a tweener. Same with at Crown Jewel. If you've got a book Shinsuke at Crown Jewel, whatever, you know. But the main point coming out of these two shows, I'd still have Shinsuke come away as your WWE champion. Going into um, November, champion versus champion again, but obviously Shinsuke is WWE champion. So he'd have to face another dream match, probably the dream match for Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and I think that would be Shinsuke and Brock Lesnar. I think that would be super fun. Shinsuke can bring his strong style. He can kick Lesnar's ass off. Maybe even, you know, use his MMA background against Brock. I think that would be a super, super fun match. I think the crowd would be red hot for Shinsuke and Brock. Brock would win, but, you know, it didn't hurt Daniel Bryan. I don't think it would hurt Shinsuke. It didn't hurt Edge Styles. And then we go to December. And I'd have a three-way match at that pay-per-view. Um, a heel, Daniel Bryan. A baby face AJ Styles and a heel Shinsuke Nakamura. I'd have Daniel Bryan come out of that one as the WWE champion. Because from there, 
you would go Brian AJ at the Rumble and, and Brian can go on and be his Planets champion and then eventually do the stuff with Kofi Kingston and all that. As for Shinsuke, he'd lose the title here. He'd eventually go babyface or, you know, maybe, yeah, still a babyface, but a more aggressive babyface than he was before. Kind of the NXT Shinsuke we saw, the aggressive kicks, the strong style Shinsuke. So that would be the direction I would take him after that. But as I've said, the whole of 2018, I want to see Shinsuke Nakamura as a main event, as the top guy on SmackDown in the WWE title picture. Most of it as WWE champion, you know, from May up until December as the champion. January to May, chasing the title. So that, yeah, that's... I, I just And even if Shinsuke doesn't hold the world title again after that, or if in 2019 he, he, he goes on the same path that he went on anyway, you still had that run that I think he really deserved over a longer period, over a course of a year, as an absolute top, top guy in WWE. And I think at that time, SmackDown was the perfect place for Shinsuke Nakamura to do that. So, yeah, that's um, that's how I would have done Shinsuke Nakamura's 2018. Uh, and I think probably would have served everyone a little better than it did in real life. Right, let's end this fantasy booking episode with a big one. Big topic. What would have happened if the elite, the group of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, and Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, and Hangman Adam Page. If when they all left New Japan, Ring of Honor, in early 2019, late 2018, what would have happened if they went to the WWE and didn't create AEW? First of all, I think the landscape of professional wrestling would have been infinitely different to what it is today. For sure, for sure. I know there was talk at the time, I think it's even been pretty much acknowledged, that when Triple H was proposing the contract offers, he put in a, I think a six-month break clause. I think it was, it sounded like just the most extraordinary, unique contract. And I think it represented just how extraordinary and unique a time this was. You know, these these guys represented everything that that wasn't WWE in just about every single way. So to get them on board would have been groundbreaking for the company. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I'll run you through briefly what happened. So these guys were all on the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom show. They're big, they're WrestleMania basically on January 4th, 2019. And I remember the morning of the show, UK time, um, not long before the show at all, literally minutes before the show, the news emerged that Kenny Omega was leaving New Japan. And, you know, we kind of knew AEW was a thing. In fact, we did know AEW was a thing. The Bucks, Cody, Paige were all pretty much on board. The one question mark was around Kenny. Now, at Wrestle Kingdom, Cody, Paige, The Bucks, Omega, all lost. They all lost. New Japan have... A, a show called New Year's Dash, which is basically their Raw after WrestleMania. Um, none of the elite appeared on New Year's Dash. New Japan were pissed that these guys were leaving them because, 
you know, these guys had pretty much not carried New Japan, but in the, you know, New Japan was just about to start really going in to the American market. And these were their flag bearers, their American guys. They had the big um, Madison Square Garden show set for WrestleMania weekend that year. You know, they needed Omega and those guys on the cards to try and sell out Madison Square Garden. Um, obviously, these guys all go to All Elite Wrestling in early January 2019. Cody and the Young Bucks as EVPs. Brandy signs as well. Um, at the next presser, January 8th, Adam Page signs, STU sign, a few others as well. February 7th was the big one. It was the presser to announce the double or nothing tickets for their first pay-per-view and a few other signings, including Kenny Omega as an EVP, and they set up their match with um, his match with Chris Jericho for the pay-per-view. Uh, but yeah, all these guys who were together were a group, were the elites. They were all now a part of all elite wrestling. So, as there were, there were big rumors. Probably the closest we got to those guys going to WWE was at this time. Even to the point where the books have spoken openly on podcasts about many conversations those two had with Triple H, and they spoke in glowing terms about what Triple H offered them. They just didn't feel it was for them, and, and I think it was I think it was Matt Jackson who even said to his wife he said he said to his wife at one point he thought they were going to wwe which to think about that now and how things would have been different is yes yeah, it's, it's it's pretty pretty amazing so i've had a go at booking how i think it would have gone i haven't booked too long because i think given there's what you know three singles guys and a tag team to think about there's a lot of different ways they could have gone so I'm just going to focus on the elite in this storyline. I'm not going to focus on anyone else or how things would change because of the elite coming in. So, yeah. Obviously, they're all going to WWE. They all get pied by New Japan after WrestleMania. Um, I think, and I really thought about this one. I thought about them having individual stories like um, Paige could have gone to New Japan, um, to, sorry, to NXT. Cody could have done his thing over here. Kenny Omega over here. But I think coming in together as a faction, the elite to WWE, I think it's the biggest storyline since CM Punk and John Cena in WWE. I think it's so massive. Right up there with Daniel Bryan's Yesomania, right up there with Kofi Kingston and all that. This storyline would have been huge to have these guys as a group together coming into WWE. So I begin it all at the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble match, I'd do Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, The New Day, in the Rumble together at the same time. Then I'd have the Bucks come in. Then I'd have Cody come in. So you got the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes face-to-face-to-face with The New Day. Big moment. Eventually, the Bucks and Cody each eliminate a member of The New Day. So the Elite have come in, the three members of the Elite have come in, taking out The New Day from The Rumble. The Young Bucks are eliminated by their long-term rivals, then known as the Revival. The Revival, maybe not in the Rumble, but they come out of the crowd and just yank the Young Bucks out of the ring. They're out the Rumble. The Revival cost the Young Bucks the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes, I'd have him eliminated by Bobby Lashley. He was Intercontinental Champion at the time. And I think that would be a fun thing to Cody to go down afterwards. Um, Hangman Page, I'd have him come in quite late. I'd have him going on an absolute tear. 
I think he's the least well-known of the group to the, the masses, or at least he was at the time. So I'd have him come in on a tear, eliminate Randy Orton, eliminate Baron Corbin. Eventually, he's taken out by Seth. Number 30 was going to be our truth that year, because obviously he won the Mixed Match Challenge. I'd still have Nia Jax take him out. I wouldn't have him... Nijax be in the Rumble. Maybe you could have done something where Carmella eliminated Nia from the Rumble, the Women's Rumble that night. But number 30 instead is Kenny Omega. And I'd have Kenny Omega go face-to-face with Seth Rollins. There's just those two left. And I would have Kenny Omega debut and win the Royal Rumble. This is something they've not done before WWE. And I, I really want them to do it at some point. To just have someone, a new signing. It, in today's world, probably more likely now that it would be someone coming right out from NXT and winning the Rumble right away. Which I still think would have a big effect. I think that would be massive. Talk about strapping the rocket to someone, having them win the Rumble right off the back. That's it. So obviously, the roar after the Rumble. The Elite open the show. And they each talk about why they're in WWE, why they came here. Cody's the last one to speak. Just before Cody speaks, out comes Triple H. And he welcomes them. He teases some stuff with Cody. And pretty much for the next few months, the elite are in WWE. Make the most of it. Because after the WrestleMania, there's a draft. That's when I would send... The elite separate ways I do all sorts of dream matches you could do I would do the elite against the new day I'd have Cody challenge for the NXT title I'd have Cody go down to NXT it was Dusty Rhodes house that he built I'd have him call out Triple H I'd set up a feud with them too um, but basically looking towards Wrestlemania and this is where I'm going for Wrestlemania and the elite start with Hangman Adam Page as I said, least known to the WWE audience, I think so. I think an organic babyface story, you build him up over these few months with him coming in, have him pick up win and win here, maybe loses out on an opportunity here and here. I'd have him win the Andre Battle Royal. As for Cody, the big match obviously at WrestleMania that year was Triple H Batista, and I think that was obviously a... a You could have only done that match then because I think Batista wanted to do it then. So I would do Cody and Triple H. I'd have them in a feud. Now I would have Cody and Triple H um, headline a pay-per-view in between Rumble and Mania. Whatever pay-per-view you want to do. I'd have their main event, Cody Rhodes versus Triple H. I think it's a big match. And I think for a B pay-per-view, building up to WrestleMania, when there's not all that much going on, I think that'd be massive. Um, this is going to piss a lot of people off. But bear with me. I'd have Triple H win. The reason I would do that is because I would have Seth Rollins cost Cody Rhodes the match. Now, by this point, I will build into what's going to happen with Seth, what's going to lead him to this point. But... Yeah, I'd have Seth Rollins cost Triple H the uh, cost Cody the match with Triple H, and you're gonna go Cody and Seth for WrestleMania. I'd have Cody win. Seth can take an L, and you can still do Triple H and Batista. Um, but yeah, I think this doing it this way 
serves all purposes better, I think. I think. And I know I wasn't going to talk about everyone else, but I think this one makes sense. Obviously, naturally, for WrestleMania, the match for the Young Bucks is the Revival. The Young Bucks beat the Revival. The Young Bucks win the tag titles at WrestleMania. Leading up to that, you could do the Young Bucks against a few people. The Hardys, ideally. Um, a couple of other teams as well. Get them in loads of good matches. The big one, of course, having won the Rumble, is Kenny going for a title at WrestleMania. Now, obviously, in the build-up to this, as I've said, Seth Rollins is going to turn heel. He's losing his mind that Kenny Omega has come in and taken what he perceives to be his time, his opportunity. Because Seth thought it was his place to carry Raw to go to WrestleMania and to take back Raw's title from Brock Lesnar. And in Seth's mind, Kenny Omega took this away from him. So you do a Seth versus Kenny feud leading to WrestleMania. And there was a set on the go-home pay-per-view for WrestleMania, the one before. Kenny beats Seth. Seth goes crazy. And that's what leads Seth to costing Cody the match with Triple H. So yeah, I would go, instead of Seth, I'd go Kenny Omega, Brock Lesnar. And do you know what? Uh, other than Roman, I think probably at that time, if there's anyone who represents WWE in a nutshell, probably if you think people hate about WWE, it's probably Brock Lesnar as Universal Champion. And I'd have Kenny Omega beat Brock Lesnar for the Universal title at WrestleMania. I would do that. And then, as I said, after WrestleMania, this is when the Elite go their separate ways. You do... Cody and Brandy go to SmackDown. Paige goes to SmackDown. And then on Raw, you've got the Bucks and Kenny with all the gold. The Bucks as the Raw Tag Champions. Kenny is Universal Champion. And we go from there. So I, that's that's what I would have done for starters. And I think after that, I would have hoped by then the Elite are big WWE stars, not just big wrestling stars. Big WWE stars. So... Yeah, that's how I personally would have booked the Elite joining WWE. Obviously, it didn't quite turn out like that, did it? So that's that then for this episode of the Nobody's Ready podcast. Um, hope you liked all those little ideas I had for fantasy booking. Um, I'll probably do more of those each episode as we go along. As I've said, I'm... I'm trying to work out some form of schedule and some form of plan for the blogs and the podcasts going forward so yeah august is it's going to be a mad one um for me in my life personally loads going on and also in the world of professional wrestling there is loads and loads going on across all the different you know promotions shows the summer slam there's obviously loads of dynamites um yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a wild time. There's already been some amazing moments, some pretty incredible memories, which I think we'll all remember for a, for a very, very long time. Um, so, yeah, it's an exciting time to be a fan. I, I keep saying this, but it, it, it really is. It really is. And, and after the pandemic, it's kind of on... Not on the back burner, obviously, we're still in... You know, it's not normality, but we're as close to normality now as we have been since this all began. So, yeah, thanks for listening and I will see you very soon.